welcome from Amsterdam, and thanks for tuning in to a new episode of Game Consultant. Your host of today is Reinout. It is Sunday, March 8, and thank you for listening and tuning in to Game Consultant, episode number 8. First of all, the topics of today, Margaret, Games for Change Accelerator. She is explaining what this accelerator is doing, what are they looking for, and how do they operate. Carlos is diving into Latin America for me and came back with interesting gaming companies, IPs, demographics, and so much more. Startup in Games item, today we actually have Musicplot with their app Beat the Intro. My companies to watch list, Gamer Saver, Games to Win, and Lightyear. Before we start with the regular episode today, uh, a few things I just wanted to mention. First of all, uh, I always address people by their first name. Uh, if you want to have more intel about the person itself, you can always go to my site. I have a complete transcript, uh, the interview, uh, so the questions, the answers, uh, link to their LinkedIn and or to their website. So you can always look back and get in contact with that person. Having said that, I also got questions from people. When are you starting to do the interviews? It's something I'm getting to. In the next couple of weeks, I am prepping um, interviews that I will record. And then during the episode, uh, you can listen to it. I think it's more engaging. I know I, I agree with everyone. Um, but as you know, a podcast is quite time consuming. Uh, you always uh, need to do some homework, need to find the interesting companies, the right topics. And as I said, uh, I really like to use my network and experience to share and inspire people within and around the gaming industry. So uh, keep an eye open for that. And then lastly, on a more serious note, um, we all know that this coronavirus is spreading and it's spreading fast. Today, the news in Italy is that over 60 million people have been put in quarantine uh, because of their um, potential uh, uh, virus that they contain. It also has reached Holland and um, I'm located in the Amsterdam surrounding. It's there. Uh, it's more in the southern part of Holland, but also European countries around us are being infected. Um, it's going to take time. And in the news after this, you will hear more about the events that have been cancelled. But I just want to say something on a personal note to whoever is listening right now. Um, it's a shame that our events have been cancelled, but I completely understand. Um, I would have loved to catch up with many of you, have a drink, have a talk, and uh, uh, do some business. But in these times, I think um, our health is more important. So let's hope this flies over quickly and the summer will treat us well. And then after the summer, there are many events. For me, one of the first will be Gamescom in Cologne. And hopefully you're there. And if you're there, just reach out to me and we can have a drink and talk. But most importantly, 
I want to say to everyone out there, stay safe, stay safe and keep healthy. And um, hopefully we see each other soon. So the latest news, it's Corona, Corona all over, as I was just saying. And um, let me start with uh, some news that I actually got overnight, but I think most of the people already know, and that is that TwitchCon in Amsterdam has also been cancelled. And um, we have been monitoring coronavirus concerns and having weighted the potential health risk to our community we've made the incredible difficult decision to cancel TwitchCon Amsterdam. Um, lots of fans weren't too happy about it. Uh, they bought tickets, hotels, and uh, the company has uh, basically said that they will refund everything. Uh, if um, Though, if you booked through the Twitch block. Um, so that was actually, one event that cancelled, um, but there is more coronavirus that uh, or coronavirus news. Uh, the list of cancelled events is growing, also in esports, and um, esports insider actually uh, had a nice article. I have that on my uh, on my blog. Uh, Activision Blizzard has forced to cancel Overwatch League, and some of the teams. No, well, they're flying back. Asian teams that are flying back to Los Angeles. So uh, other competitions are also opting. Um, so stay tuned for more news. Um, I also got news on uh, Pocket Gamer Connect. Connect. They announced that their first entire online event for April 6th to 10th called PGC Digital with stream presentations, talks, and brand new virtual videos, audio meeting system. So um, same for there, I have the link online. Um, then another item, and that it's not only the people that buy tickets, it's also the industry itself. And I read an article where they say the economic cost of major tech events um, has passed the 1 billion. Some of the industry's biggest events have been postponed, moved online, or cancelled altogether. The direct economic loss from the cancellation from nine major tech conferences, including Google I.O., Facebook's F8 event, Mobile World Congress, and now SXSW over the coronavirus, has already surpassed one billion. Um, the Game Development Conference, 30,000 people that normally would uh, attend that event, was also scheduled for March, March, but has been postponed. This could occur 129 million in losses. Google I.O., 5,000 people. They have a direct loss estimate of nearly 20 million. Um, these are just the financials. This goes beyond our health. Uh, but I think all in all, as I just said, it's a wise decision of these companies to... Um, to delay, postpone uh, the events for now. Other news. Um, Gamesindustry.biz. 
Uh, well, first of all, they they came out with the news that uh, the Austin conference, Essex SW, um, has been cancelled. Same for TwitchCon. But also, Platinum Games, they raised over 2.2 million US dollars for Wonderful 101 Remastered. The Kickstarter campaign did actually close way above the 50,000k goal. Esports Players League is raising $1 million in seed rounds. And actually, it was 500 startups that led the investment in the amateur-focused esports firm. PocketGamer.biz. Fudo saw the most downloads of any game company worldwide in February 2020. They're on a roll. There are also more red flags for E3 to 20 as creative director IM8Bit resigns. And Game On Technology raises 10.5 million US dollars for the chat iOS platform. Gamesbeat had other news. Take2Boss explains company's plan to increase game output. I have the article on my site and it is a diversity, so more games, so quite interesting to read. Unreal Light AR Glasses adds Clay AER hand tracking and a hint on 5G gaming. One of the items I'm prepping in a month or so. What is exactly 5G gaming? And then further news. As you already know, Epic cancels Unreal Fest Europe. Games First London 220 and Google I.O. are cancelled. Tilting Point Bosch buys Star Trek timeless from Disruptor Bean. Zynga faces a class action lawsuit over a data breach and Phoenix Games has acquired live ops specialist studio Firefly for what we know so far an undisclosed sum of money. On a daily basis I'm uh, getting uh, pitch decks and um, one that actually I did find very interesting came from uh, Patrice. And Patrice was introducing uh, a company, Musicplot, and they have an app and that's called Beat the Intro. Uh, I have the investment uh, deck in front of me and um, it's a music-based gamification platform. Interesting. Um, uh, I always have looked at ways to connect gaming and music and um this one actually uh this one i actually find extremely interesting so beat the intro by music plot media is a community-based gamification platform articulated around fan engagement and music discovery the game is currently gaining momentum across different distribution platforms artists and users very interesting and um so i reached out uh, to Patrice, and um, yeah, obviously I did try, did ask him like, "Hey, can you describe?" Which I just did, and um, I also wanted to know how long the company is existing. Well, originally the idea is of Kevin Deacon, if I say it right. Um, he's a London media executive, and the idea came uh, through him inviting some friends uh, for a weekend, and apparently it was heavy raining, never good. So friends started to put in CDs and they tried to identify the songs and artists ASAP. 
As a result of that, Kevin produced 500,000 DVDs, which sold out rapidly. In 2018, Kevin signed contracts with all music labels to have their music snippets available uh, on his new game for phones, tablets, Alexa, and in-flight entertainment system. That's interesting because uh, a while ago, uh, I had an item uh, from Gregory, Good World Games, and that's their focus. Uh, people that travel and play games. So I should actually introduce them. No, to myself. Um, since then, Beat the Intro uh, has been awarded Skill of the Year on Alexa in the US in 2018, in the UK in 2019, and has been promoted as Game of the Day on iOS a few times. So the company is now raising funding to expand the game um, to a music discovery-based gamification platform and launch a big data-oriented business model and finally apply a commercial model and marketing strategy. Um, the target audience, of course, uh, music enthusiasts, owning a smartphone or an Alexa device of all ages everywhere. So a broad target audience, I would say. As for the gameplay, Players listen to a short snippets of music and have to identify the artist and song amongst three choices in the fastest possible time. The game offers a solo gameplay as well as a challenge a friend gameplay and will soon offer a team play. So you can actually play it at home. So I basically always say, if I forget something, just edit. Um, beat, the intro, <laughs> beat the intro has received a lot of interest for brand partnerships and has already released a calling version played across festivals in the UK. We are in talk with several brands to launch white-labeled versions, as well as a heavy metal version to address demands from dedicated fans with very few offerings on the market. Um, as I said, I, I, I like the concept. I know that they're racing, and um, I'm scrolling now through their pitch deck. Um, reasons to invest. They have uh, a grant in Luxembourg. So whoever invests, um, Luxembourg is matching it. Fully trademarked uh, globally, fully licensed and supported by the music industry. So I think uh, pretty much good to go. Uh, as an investor, note, we are 90% to sale. R&D all done, short runway to the sales. Um, so Kevin Deakin, founder and CEO. I actually have to look at my email. An original investor is Peter Fitten. Um, check him out, I have the LinkedIn profile on my site. Um, anything more? Yeah, they're basically raising one million. So if you have an interest, you can reach out to me or right away to Patrice, whose details I actually have on my site. That's it. Games for Change Accelerator. Uh, Margaret is the GM over there, and uh, I know Margaret for a very long time. And um, 
lots of experience in the gaming space. And um, I think it sounds like she found a perfect fit. Um, if anyone could uh, could do this, I know it's Margaret. So let's let's get started. Obviously, we all want to know what is Game for Change Accelerator. It's headquartered in New York City, and it supports growth-driven companies working in the games and XR. They differentiate themselves uh, from other accelerators through their unique focus on games, as opposed to tech in general, as they say. Uh, and on the double bottom line, revenue and social impact. Games for Change Accelerator provides these best and brightest teams initial funding, high-level industry coaching, go-to-market planning, and opportunities for strategic par partnerships through its extensive network. They accept 10 to 12 companies a year. And um, anything more I wanted to say on this? Oh, yeah. It was established through a partnership between one, investments, and Games for Change. So it was IX Investments and Games for Change. IX Investments is a permanently capitalized holding company co-founded by Howard Buffett and Trevor Nielsen. Since 2004, Games for Change has been a leader in advocating for real change with games, for real world change with games, it is. Um, and they have a festival. Guess what? Games for Change Festival. <laughs> um, so I wanted to know a bit more about Margaret and what she's doing at Games for Change. Um, but first of all, she said, Susanna Pollock is a president and also managing partner. Margaret is the general manager. Together, they manage all aspects of the accelerator in collaboration with a wider accelerator, accelerator partnership advisors and mentors. Margaret utilizes her experience in the gaming industry as a founder, developer, and executive to discover and mentor companies accepted into the program. She's responsible for designing the CVs and for the day-to-day -day operations of the accelerator. So how long uh, is Games for Change Accelerating existing? It was actually established in 2019 um, about the vision to help founders who are on a mission to drive positive impact in the world through games and XR to create enduring companies. Um, I actually did read intersection of games, XR and social impact. I wanted to know what it means. Their answer, the rapid growth and impact of the global gaming industry is enormous. Games are now the most perceived form of entertainment worldwide. Games and XR are drivers of innovation in many sectors and are well suited to address critical global challenges, whether around climate change, education, healthcare, training, to name a few. We invest in companies that have a high potential for success, both financially and in terms of making the world a better place. I really like that, Margaret. What about the ticket sizes? Well, obviously there are a, through, a true accelerator and profit driven. Teams are accepted into the cohort, have, uh, sorry, 
I'm completely going wrong here. Teams accepted into the cohort have products that are ready to be accelerated. That means these companies have established product market fit and already generating revenues. For companies that are accepted into the program, they receive an initial investment of $100,000 with a potential follow-up investment of an additional $350,000. Obviously, if you want to know more, I got all the details on my site. Um, anything more I wanted to address? Well, Margaret, as I said, I think uh, you're well suited to be in this accelerator. And most of all, uh, I appreciate you doing this. Latin America and gaming. I did ask Carlos to give me some insights and his first comment was, you can do a whole podcast around Latin. Thank you. Um, that's not going to happen, but at least uh, you give me lots and lots of things that I can share with the audience today. Uh, Carlos is a business development consultant, um, and actually he's the GM of Latham Lockwood Publishing, African Life, which I actually did address uh, as a company to watch. That was actually the second episode, if I'm right. Um, so let's start with some gaming companies that we should have on our radar. Let me see, mobile. Gazoos in Brazil, Wildlife Games Brazil, okay, Taps Brazil, Vanity Brazil, and Etamax Brazil. I guess Brazil is doing pretty well, right, Carlos? Um, LifeOps, External Development, Octagon, and if I say it right, Koku. Original IPs, um, he is mentioning Gem City in Colombia, Nimble Giant, Argentina, Aquarius, Brazil, Rockhead in Brazil, Iron Heights in Uruguay, Tiny Bites in Chile, TerraVision, Colombia, and Effecto in Colombia. Um, interesting. So now we already have some names uh, of companies that you should watch. Obviously, it's on my site. Um, and if you would like to know more, you can connect with Carlos himself. Uh, about the number of people uh, in Latin America, around the 650 million people. And uh, yeah, there comes the answer. 205 million in Brazil only. I guess that's counting for all the game companies he was mentioning on mobile. And how many people are playing games? Okay. Um, one thing to notice is that the population is very young. So the percentage of gamer is higher than in other territories, around 234 million. So bottom line, it comes to 36% of the population that will play games. And he put his source to it, Lionbridge. Uh, I'll put the link on my site. How are the mobile subscriptions of operators? And that was me assuming also that they work uh, um, like, for example, in India, where I was told uh, that the prices of the uh, monthly subscriptions are going down. 
wanted to know how that is in Latham. Subscription model was popular in the old uh, brew days. The carriers are now starting to test again user using partners such as BMOBI, but it's still not as popular as it was 10 years ago. Lots of opportunities to explore in this field. Okay, I need to dive into that also a little bit deeper. Um, uh, payment options in different kind of territories. Um, it's still a struggle in certain countries to monetize. Is free-to-play doable? Can people pay with credit card, Google, Apple? What is the most mostly used for payments? Uh, totally, Google Play and App Stores are the main options for sure, but some games are setting up their own payment portals that cover other payment methods such as bank slips, direct transfers, or gift cards sold at local stores. Since the advent of subscription services such as Netflix and Spotify, it seems the local culture has changed from piracy to ock. I'm having fun, why not spend? <laughs> Nicely said. And the inner purchase-based games are starting to make a very decent amount of money in countries like Brazil and Mexico, which is why so many publishers are now setting up operations there. Uh, let me see, what do we have more? Uh, are there any interesting early-stage investors or firms in Latin? Some local VC firms that invested in game studios. Holy Christ, those are difficult names. Confrapar invested in Octacon. Confrapar. CRP invested in Aquarius. Aquarius, if I say it right. FINEP is a government invested in Koku. And Primatech invested in Rockhead. Again, I'll put this all on my site. Gaming events, you need them, so also let them. Big festival. July, B2B and B2C, best event to meet with developers. Game XP, also July, focused on B2C and esports. BGS, October, focused on B2C. And Comic-Con XP, December, focused on B2C and pop culture. The top three in terms of players and revenues. Guess what? Brazil. Mexico and Colombia. And then obviously my question for uh, anything you would like to add. And Carlos had something. The esports scene is growing very fast in Brazil. It's definitely a market to be keeping a close eye on. If anybody wants to talk about opportunity or opportunities here, feel free to tell them and send me a message on LinkedIn. And that's exactly what I will facilitate, Carlos. If everyone, anyone wants to know a little bit more about Latam or wants to do business, I think Carlos is the right person to start talking to. Carlos, thank you. Companies on my watch list. Um, today I have Games to Win, Lightyear, and Gamer Saver. And um, let me start with uh, the last one. Um, uh, Rodrigo actually um, 
was introduced uh, via contact of me and um, we got to talk a bit about uh, his model, uh, what he's trying to do. And then I basically said, I've, I find it really triggering. Um, can you tell me a bit more so I can tell the people through my podcast? GamerSaver is a cybersecurity platform helping online games protect their players and community. With a selfie during the logon uh, or login process, we verify and authenticate gamer digital ID, improving players' matching systems to minimize disruptive behaviors, frauds, and online crimes. The company was founded one year ago. They were accelerated inside US UC Berkeley, listed on Forbes among the top five university uh, accelerators in the world. The beta SW of our platform was released in December 2019. Our major objectives in 2020 is to evolve with pilots and trials with gaming platforms, targeting titles on the MMO segment. Raising the safety measures for players is not just the right thing to do. The problems we address compromise user engagement, leading to churn. On top of that, there is an evolving regulatory perspective requiring more proactive safety measures from online platforms. Um, thank you, Rodrigo, to answer my question. So everyone, gamer saver. Um, I think they're addressing something uh, definitely on the churn side, but also uh, getting to know who your gamer is. Um, I have everything on my site so you can read it and also have the details of uh, Rodrigo. Then, Lightyear, Mark, um, he's the CEO. We were also chatting about his company and I have been following them for the last, well, what is it, uh, Mark? 12, 16 months and um, they made some really progress. Lightyear was founded in September 2015, uh, it made a pivot to hyper-casual development and publishing in September 2018. Mark came around as a CEO. He was hired by the investors in February 2018. And um, they are a multicultural, multicultural team of 23 people in Helsinki. A great team and culture with founder Larry, who ran uh, Rovio's prototyping unit for four and a half years. And oh, there it comes again, Anastasios, who run Rovio Stars as key studio members. Some milestones achieved over $1 million in revenues in um, 2019. And Hammer Jump is now having more than seven and a half million installs. Each studio tests two to three prototypes, one uh, week of development to determine if game is marketable. If so, we make a test market launch game, test the CPI and retention, and there you go. So really hyper casual. To date, we have market tested over 40 games and have worked with Voodoo, the leading publisher in the space. They did an exclusive deal with them for all the new games in Q4. 
Let me see, what is there more? Well, obviously there's some attention for the game studio. Uh, off the back, our Q4 results, we raised more than 575k uh, capital from existing investors, GSV, BrightEye, and IPR.VC, and the Rovio founder and Lightmere founder, Nicholas Hatt. Um, oh yeah. We are rolling out new data solution in the coming weeks and are switching our attribution to our, sorry, and switching our attribution provider to singular. Uh, we can see much more granular UA spend and ad monetization data. And that will allow us to invest more on the campaigns that drive most ad revenues. That actually comes uh, close to what Justin of Phoenix Games was saying a couple of episodes ago. Um, they go to market in China through Xiaomi and ByteDance TikTok. They have a partnership with esports platform Skills and will test three games in Q2. Our long-term plan is to be the Nordic's leading developer and publisher of hyper-casual games and ultimately, ultimately publish 100% of our games and also third-party games. And how fast that is going, that's all about execution. They hope to achieve the 6 million in revenues this year and become profitable in Q4. Mark, I think, uh, and I've said it before, you've done an amazing job over there and uh, a stunning team, so keep it going. Thanks for answering uh, the questions. Um, which brings me to Teos of Games to Win. The company is in India, and I wanted him to describe Games to Win, a mobile gaming company with around 300 million downloads to, uh, to date, with over 90% of those downloads being generated organically. So... We have over 10 million monthly active users and recently crossed the magical 1 million daily active users mark. We operate in three main genres, driving, dress-up and fashion games and interactive story games with audiences from across the globe, including US, Europe, Brazil, Russia, India, Turkey, Mexico, Indonesia. Mexico, interesting. Some of our top games are Driving Academy, International Fashion Stylist, Decisions. And that's an interactive story. How long is the company existing? Founded in 2005. It was initially focused on online flash-based casual games. Yeah, that's why I know the company from. Back of the days during my spill period. We started making games for mobile in 2011 to 12. And that's been the focus over the last years. Some details, people, offices. Yeah. 100 employees between our Mumbai and Bangalore offices. Majority in Mumbai. Company has the CEO Alok and Mahesh is the CTO. With all due respect, I can't actually say their last names. It's really difficult. You know what? I give it a try. Keirival, and now they're starting to laugh there in India, and then Maresh 
Mahesh has a really difficult last name, and I'm going to try it. Kambatkon. Okay. Please don't shoot me. <clears throat> um, challenges for 220. An opportunity. For us, the in-app purchase is both a challenge and an opportunity. We are focusing our efforts on increasing our in-app contribution further this year and flip the percentage with in-app uh, on the higher side. UA, user acquisition, is a large opportunity for us and in 220, we are strongly considering UA and how we can use this to help drive more growth. Um, anything else? Oh yeah, the countries which can help us drive ad revenue-based games are US, best eCPMs in large volume, UK, France, Germany, good effective CPMs, but low volume, Brazil, Russia, India, Mexico, Turkey, Indonesia, low eCPMs, but high volume, Brazil and Mexico again. I guess uh, Thea should talk to my good friend, Carlos. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for answering these questions. Um, if you also would like to have your company on the watch list, then please reach out to me and um, I'll make sure you get the questions to answer. That was all for today. I want to thank everyone that uh, was so nice to answer my questions. Um, as for you, you are listening right now to Game Consultant. This is episode eight. As said, um, keep sending uh, me nice items, uh, suggestions, etc. Um, if you know people that uh, could have an interest to be in this podcast, then uh, please tell them. And uh, as I always say, I wouldn't mind if you share this on social media, such as uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. It would help me uh, to broaden my reach. Uh, having said that, uh, last week's uh, episode was uh, uh, really a lot of listeners. And um, um, it's growing every week. Um, we were in the top five of podcast land. Uh, which is nice, and um, for all you ones that were voting for me, uh, thank you very much. For now, I want to say have a great Sunday. Uh, over here, it's one o'clock uh, in Amsterdam, so for the people in Asia, uh, have a great Sunday evening. For my fellow friends in Latin and US, Canada, um, have a great Sunday, and stay safe, stay healthy and have a great week. Thanks. This was all for today. Thanks so much for listening to Game Consultant. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. And remember, do share this podcast with other members of the games industry.